Hello there, everyone. Hi. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Aaron, Aaron Squared, Squared, the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> My name is Aaron Cleary. My name is Aaron Pugh. And together we are Aaron Squared. This is a brand new podcast debuting this year, starring two lucky gals who share the same first name. We also share the same passion and love for our beloved pastime, books. We started this podcast as a way to share our love of wonderful works of literature and also engage our community in insightful conversations about their favorite books in hopes to encourage, inspire, and provoke thoughts and feelings about the great works of the page. Once a month, we will be reading and discussing a new book with you all, chosen by our monthly special guests. Our discussions will include reflecting on our thoughts, sharing favorite moments and passages, comparing the book's impact on us, and many other tangents and side conversations that are bound to occur. Before our first guest comes on, we wanted to give you, our audience, a chance to get to know us, the Aarons. In this introductory episode, we will be giving you a little background on how this podcast came to be and what to expect from it as we go along. So, without any further ado, welcome to episode one. All right, so, Hugh, that's what I'm going to call you since we have the same name. Sounds good, Cleary. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I wanted to give our audience just a little bit of background on us, I guess. So, so the first thing I guess we should discuss is how did we meet? Two people with the same name. Two people with the same name. We So we ended up going to the same college for theater, George Mason. Um, go Patriots, now that we're graduated. Um, so we, we both ended up going to George Mason for theater. And um, I don't think we really like met and became friends till a little later. But we um, had this like pre-beginning or like the beginning of the semester meeting with all of the freshman class for the school of theater. And we each went around and like said our name and our concentration as an icebreaker. And you have a more specific memory of this than I do. Was me it too. me or you that went first? You went first. And I remember I was like batting a thousand because like <laughs> everyone there kind of looked different, which is what you want from a theater class. Like you don't really want to have someone that like has the same vibe going on as you. Right. And so I was like batting a thousand. We were doing good. So excited. Then I kid you not, you were standing directly in front of me oh, and yeah. you were wearing like a sundress and like your hair was down and it was like super wavy. And you were like, hi, my name's Erin. I'm a BFA theater performance. And I was like, well, there goes my hopes and dreams. <laughs> because this beautiful woman next to me has my same name and my same freaking major. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, not only did we have the same name, but the same concentration also because you could choose different concentrations within our major. And uh, we were both performing, which became like our signature everywhere we went because we, we tended to do a lot of the same things at high school. I mean, yeah, at high school, college, college. <laughs> <laughs> we we worked for the same company. We we're often working on the similar productions and we had a lot of the same friends. So it oftentimes was like, I'm Aaron Pugh. 
and I'm Aaron Cleary. Or like, my name is Aaron. My name is also Aaron. Or like, Aaron one, Aaron two, like, <laughs> all the time. And people and just I started calling us the Aaron's or Aaron squared, yeah. which is how we got the name for the podcast. Cause we were like, exactly. listen, people already call us Aaron squared. We might as well just keep going. It, it, it just became a lot to, uh, to always have to name both of us, you know, yeah. like <laughs> and neither, neither of us really has a nickname. Like people will use nicknames occasionally, mm-hmm. but I feel like the nicknames they usually went with is just saying Aaron and hoping you knew which one they were talking about based on yeah. the context of the sentence. <laughs> So yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, I I decided early on that Pew had to either be my best friend or my absolute nemesis. So, (laughs) And luckily we did not become nemesis, clearly. (laughs) Yep, here we are now starting our podcast. Incredible. Just some background on us. We're both 22 years old. Yep. We both graduated from George Mason University with our theater degrees. May of 2021. Yep. Yep. It's been almost a year, which is kind of wacky. (laughs) I hate thinking about it, but you know, pandemic life, we're in the third year of a pandemic. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, in 2025 and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? You know, (laughs) I I feel like if people, it, it would be more likely, what the hell are they talking about? If someone from the past listened to it, I feel like pretty much everybody in the near yeah. future is going to be like, ah, yes, pandemic. We understand, unless, we know. Unless it's like a newborn baby. Right. Who also probably wouldn't understand the rest of what we're saying anyway. <laughs> Just like, ah, uh, noise. <laughs> so all with right. all of our similarities, um, yeah. same age, same name, similar interests, same college, same classes, same company, how how do people tell us apart? Like, what makes us stand out? What makes us different? Um, Cleary versus Pew. Yeah. One <laughs> thing I I can, like, say is I come from a much bigger family than Pew over there. I have four siblings. That's true. I just have one. He's yes, pretty cool. I'm also, oh, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am also the youngest whereas you are the oldest. That's um, true. That's just some, like, family things that are different about us. I know when we were looking for um, stuff for, like, our logo, we were like, okay, what could what could separate us? And immediately we were like, Cleary always wears a scarf and Pew wears glasses. And that was, yep. like, our notable difference was, like, one of us wears glasses and one of us wears scarves. Because we also have, like, we're both blonde. We both have blue eyes. So, like, it really is easy to just, like, mix it up. We were like, we need something to be like this is easily identifiable physically about the two of us which I think is funny because if someone saw us both in person I think they would be like yes that's two different people this right they don't have a similar look in person but when you when you're talking about it like oh yeah they both have blonde hair (laughs) so it's like like, we don't um, look that similar but like if you were to just describe us verbally you're like huh Wow, that's kind of insane. That's the same person. And they have the same name? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, How about, like, outside reading? Like, what are some of your interests outside reading that differ from mine? And Um, outside of theater? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm a big Disney fan. Um, I have a Disney shrine up on my wall right now. Um, So I go to Disney almost every year. So that's, like, a big part of my personality. I know that Pew over there is a big universal uh, I am. purist 
I like <laughs> Universal Studios a lot. I do like Disney, like Disney entertainment. I just don't love going to Disney World. It just stresses me out. There's a lot of screaming yeah. children everywhere. <laughs> and like I work with kids, but when I'm on vacation, not necessarily the vibe I am going for. But I do like Disney. Um, but yeah, Universal Studios is my favorite amusement park. I am a big roller coaster person, so Universal is where it's at for me. I would just say that I think you are more of like a confident partier. Because <laughs> like I am like, party. Yes. I don't know. I always like on your your social medias, you're like hanging out with friends, you're at the bars, you're at the clubs. You're at the concerts. At the concerts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I feel like I I do enjoy like alone time and being reserved, but I also enjoy like going out and hanging out with friends. And I think like I enjoy that maybe slightly more than you typically enjoy like going out to yes. like big. Yeah. So Just- what about uh? Let's see. What's your favorite? You let you watch The Bachelor, right? That's not your favorite oh, TV show, but yes. you do watch The Bachelor. Yes, that's another, like, giant facet of my life. You know how when they say, like, girls have three obsessions? Well, I have four. And the fourth one is The the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise. It's like, yeah, I I watch almost every season and listen to, like, four podcasts about it and watch all these YouTube videos. I'm very much invested in the game. If you'd like to talk to me about it, please, please. Yeah, hit, hit Cleary up about The Bachelor. I have never watched an episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or anything in that franchise. My, I don't know why, like, I'm sure it's a very interesting show, but it just kind of makes me angry. Like, I just yeah. get annoyed watching I understand. it. I think my go-to, like, reality show, oh gosh, um... I so I was watching Cheer for a while. Oh, I love Queer Eye. Queer Eye is definitely like a yeah. go-to reality show for me. And then as far as like like kind of trashy reality TV, I really enjoy a good episode of Four Weddings or Say Yes to the Dress, Dance Moms. I'm big fan of those Wait, kind of. These shows. are all these are all amazing choices. I definitely never got into Queer Eye as much as you did, but like. Four weddings. I've been. I like watched so much during 2020. That and yep. Shark Tank. That's like all I watched. Nice, nice. <laughs> Definitely. They're like we have so many similarities, but there's there's things that are different about us. Yeah. Other than our reality TV shows and yeah, our for sure. lives. <laughs> and I think like as we get further into more episodes, obviously, like oh, yes. you'll see you'll more of those. But of for now, all you need to know is we like different reality TV shows and. <laughs> I have glasses and she has a scarf. (laughs) Yes, big parts of our lives. Oh my gosh. Um, Oh my gosh. When we do merch, you'll sell a pair of glasses and I'll sell (laughs) I will sell glasses that people can put prescription lenses in and we will make millions. (laughs) We're only doing doing, uh, productive merch, useful merch. Exactly. We don't need another t-shirt. I don't need another sticker. Absolutely not. You know yeah. what we don't have a lot of? Scarves and glasses. So we will solely <laughs> yeah. be partnering with accessory boutiques and eye doctors uh, for our <laughs> sponsorships. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into something else. Let's do it. Um, so our podcast is about books, something mm-hmm. we do share in common. Um we actually found out that we both shared this um, backstage during a show one time. 
we were both in the show, but we weren't on at the current moment. And so we were just talking backstage. You're not supposed to talk backstage, but like, but it's fine. I think we were helping out with crew, right? I think we had to move a sofa on stage for one of the plays. Yeah. Yep. It, we, were, we were chilling on the sofa. We were waiting to go on and we're just casually, you know, whispering. And I don't know how it got started, but one of us mentioned something about a specific booktuber mm-hmm. and the other one completely died. I think I was the one that was like shocked when you mentioned it because I was yeah. like, someone else knows. <laughs> and I think, oh, also for those of you who may not know what booktube is, it's like a community mm-hmm. on YouTube that talks about books in various forms. So some people do reviews, some people do like bookshelf organization, some people do like fun creative content that's related to books. Um, But compared to like, I mean, I think it's definitely grown, but compared to YouTube in general, it's a fairly small-ish community, especially at the time that we were bonding over it. It was much smaller than it is now, I think. And I think that was when we first really, like we were friendly, but I think that was when we first became like really good friends because we were like no one else knows about this and everybody else who I've talked to it about is like what's booktube that sounds nerdy and I was like you watch the same people that I do and you don't think it's weird yeah like we were definitely like mutual friends or like we'd seen each other we were like friendly acquaintances but yeah that was like the start of us being like yes we are friends we do many things together yes (laughs) (laughs) um so kind of go from that what is your like personal relationship to books like what's your like story how did you really get into them and then also along with that how did you like find the bookish online community I always um really liked reading from the time I was like a little little kid I would read quite a bit um and then in middle school I like really sort of got into it I know that my middle school had a book club that I was a part of that really um helped with my kind of obsession with books and reading. There were definitely also at the time that we were growing up and in middle school was the time that a lot of, it was like the rise of like YA dystopian trilogies. And so like there was all this hype around the books that like I was already interested in. And like even people outside of like this book club that I were in were were all of a sudden like also super excited about these books that I had read. And so I remember books like The Hunger Games and Divergent being a huge part of like my like second half of growing my obsession with reading. I really loved Percy Jackson. Um, The Sisters Grimm was another one of my favorites. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but I used to love The Sisters Grimm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's for middle schoolers, but I really enjoyed it. Um, And then. In high school was when I discovered kind of like the online book community. I think that's when I got Goodreads for the first time. And I actually don't remember how I came across the BookTube community. I think the first person that I watched was Caddy Tastic. And I, I think it had maybe something to do with like writing books rather than reading them. And I looked at some of the other stuff on her channel and just like gradually discovered like this whole community. Like it started with that like book explosion group of like Caddy Tastic, Colin Bananas book, Jessica Reed, Ariel Bassett, and then just kind of like grew from there. And so then like my love of reading continued because now there was this online community that I was aware of. And they, um, now that I wasn't like a part of a book club or anything, it was sort of like an online book club almost where like all of my book recommendations were coming from these um, YouTubers. Um, and then halfway through high school and into college, I sort of 
not necessarily lost my love for reading, but just like just didn't have the time for it. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. I was just busy and tired. And if I was reading something normally, it was for school. Um, but then once I graduated, I was really excited to get back into reading and like jumped right back in and started reading like a ton of books all the time. Um, and so that was when we kind of got this idea for this podcast where we were like, oh, we finally have time to read again. This is great. And then we were like, oh, we can actually do something with this. So yeah. that's kind of been my journey with reading. What about you? Uh, just to say, for any listeners that aren't theater majors, uh, theater majors is like working yourself into the ground for four years because yep. <laughs> you are quite literally always doing something. Like we didn't have a lot of homework or like tests to study for, but like the amount of like productions and jobs and like mm-hmm. things we were working on, it was, I, I think I read like four books in college. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, books that weren't plays or books that weren't like written by an acting teacher or a history professor exactly. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a very specific relationship with books. I didn't read Harry Potter growing up. Percy Jackson was my Harry Potter and um, then I'm pretty sure in middle school, I only read the Hunger Games series because that was like the big thing in middle school. Everyone was reading it. And uh, I ended up finding book two at like just the perfect time because I, I think I could remember the actual date I found it. But it was in November of 2013. I was, I had just seen the Catching Fire movie. And I was like, that movie was amazing. I had already read the Catching Fire book. So I was just like typing into YouTube, like people talking about Catching Fire, the movie. And there was a live stream that was Luxplosion. So like Caddy Tastic, Jesse the Reader, Christine, uh, Ariel Bissett. I think like Tiernan from the booktuber was there. And I was I was like, what? I, I've, I've listened to that live show like 80 times because it's like my comfort live show now. Because I, I have it like memorized because I then was like, this, this is a group of people. And so like I found all their channels, watched like their entire backlogs for like months. And then it was the start of 2013. I got super into YA and I read like Divergent, The Maze Runner, all the John Green books, like the oh, really popular yes. stuff back in 2013, 2014. Uh, yeah, this was 2014, actually. And so I, I kind of got this reputation at school of like, that's the girl who will literally bring a book everywhere she goes, like every class, every second she has, she's like reading two pages of the book. And so like, I, I was just going through backlog because at that point I hadn't read in like years other than the Hunger Games. So I was going through like all the YA, all the fantasy. And then summer of 2014, after my freshman year of high school, I you know, I didn't have a job freshman year of high school summer. So I was just at home during the summer and Ariel Bissett was running Booktubeathon, which then became the reading rush, but it was Booktubeathon back then. And on a whim, I was like, I'm doing it. I think it was the <laughs> night before it started. So I like, I shared a room with my sister who still lived in the house. So when like, she would be out of our room. I would set up my tiny little camera and film like, this is what I'm going to be reading for the book two-a-thon and like posted that terrible video that's now deleted. It's been deleted for years, but I did, I did a book two long video every day for a week, did all the challenges. And then I basically made a booktube channel that I ran for 
four years all throughout high school i still have it there's still videos on there but like i deleted over 100 videos <laughs> I, I made one every single saturday for three years so like i had so many videos but they were just they were just trash so there's like 10 there's like 10 that are still up that are the most recent i think but yeah that became a huge part of my life in high school and then once I got to college, you know, it was just impossible to keep it going for the most part, especially living with a roommate and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was hard. So it kind of fell off. I'm kind of getting back into it. I post videos when I have an idea or when I feel like it, which isn't very often, but I do. And um, so I am like heavily involved with the bookish community. I love all the book Instagrams now, especially mm-hmm. the, the book talks. I don't, I don't have TikTok. Yes, but I love, I love the, book talk. <laughs> yeah. I like the ones that get posted on Instagram for the most part. I think it's like a great way to uh, talk about books in like a shorter format instead of watching like a really long YouTube video, even though I do still enjoy the really long ones. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a different, a different medium. So yes, I've been active in it since 2014 and going strong 10 year anniversary (laughs) coming up (laughs) for anybody who wants to uh stalk Erin Cleary and find her YouTube channel. I highly recommend because I have watched the booktube videos that are up there. And I'm a big fan, just saying. Yeah, Pew, Pew's even in one. I was watching it before this oh, yeah. <laughs> We filmed that in uh, 2019. Yep. So, uh, yeah, 20, summer of 2019. Wow, that's wild. Uh, we uh, still went to school in person. Th- yeah, I remember that day too, because we like yep. went to the library and we filmed a video and then we came home and read the books that we came back to like the house that I was yep. staying in and read the books that we got from the library. And then we made fettuccine Alfredo and I made too much on accident. And then we watched Toddlers and Tiaras until like yep. 10 p.m. I was at your house the entire day. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of like your relationship to books, what is uh, your favorite book and talk a little bit about it or your favorite authors? I know it's hard to pick one. So, so give it It to me. I kind of go through waves of like who, what's my favorite book at the time. For a long time, it was Looking for Alaska by John Green. Ooh, okay. I'm kind of obsessed with John and Hank Green. Like, they're two of my favorite people ever. And and The Fault in Our Stars is one of the first books I read that, like, really kickstarted my love for reading. So Mm -hmm. I read, like, everything he wrote, and Looking for Alaska was my favorite. And so that one was for a while. Then, of course, I read A Court of Thorns and Roses in 2015 which became like my ride or die to this day. It really still is. And it's getting very popular now. And like, like normal people are reading it. And I just like good for them for reading it. But I want to like keep it to myself (laughs) and my friends. Like, you're not allowed. This is mine. I have a book review from the month it came out. So I'm like an OG I'm an OG stan. It's embarrassing. I'm 16 years old in that in that book review, and like I look crazy. Um, I, is it on YouTube still? Because I kind of want to watch is. it. Yes. It is. It's like 30 minutes long, and it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever made in my life. Incredible. Um, but if you want to go watch Erin embarrass herself for 30 minutes, feel free. Um, and so that one was like a staple. Let me turn. I definitely have more. I love the selection series. That's my ride or die. Um, Very much in then, line with liking The Bachelor. Ugh, I liked the selection before The Bachelor, though, which is funny because I, I watched The Bachelor and I was like, this is the closest I'll ever get to my selection <laughs> movie. <laughs> but um, most recently, 
I am very much obsessed with the book, uh, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Read that the very end of 2020, literally changed my life. I have a very specific connection to that book. So if anyone reads it and wants to know what my very specific connection is, I'll let you know. Uh, but highly recommend that book. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, what about you, Erin? Um, so one of my favorite books of all time uh, is The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Jabosky. Um <laughs> I, you knew I was going to say that one. <laughs> um, I, I think every time we talk, it comes up that that's yeah. <laughs> it's really, I, so I had tried reading the book twice before I finally actually read it. And both of the times that I had tried reading it initially, I was like, eh, I don't really get it or I don't really like it or I just wasn't connecting with the story. And then it was the summer before my sophomore year of high school. And I was going through this like big, but kind of weird transition in my life at the time. Um, and I decided to give it one more try. And I was like, if I don't like it this time, I'm probably not going to ever read it. Um, so I checked it out from the library and I sat down and read the whole book in one day and like immediately was like, it was just like the, the right time to pick it up, I guess, because I was like, oh, now I understand. Like I can connect to this now. Um, and it was amazing. Um, and then like a week later, like I bought the DVD at Target and watched the movie for the first time, which the movie is I believe this the screenplay is written by and the movie is directed by Stephen Chbosky, so like the author of the book. And I was like, this is perfect. Um, and I uh, pretty much have reread it, I think, almost every year since then um, and just find new things to connect to each time. Um, and I just I love that book for so many reasons. I think it's wonderful. I love the style of writing. I love the characters. And I was worried because it... Um, it's about someone in high school. So when I graduated from high school, I was like, I don't really know if it's going to feel the same reading it, but there's still just so many beautiful things about that book that even graduated from college now there. I just, I love going back to it. Um, recently, I'm trying to think about, I, I did, I was one of the people who picked up a court of thorns and roses, like in the past, like six but months. You were allowed to, because I had been telling you to read that book for like three years. This is true. So I, I did finally get around to reading that one and I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, um, Percy Jackson always holds a special plate, a place plate. Yeah. <laughs> Percy Jackson holds a plate in my heart, um, a place in my heart just for being like one of the first big series that mm -hmm. I really loved. Um, and then I don't know, recently I have been into Sarah J Mass. I read, um, Frankenstein for the first time. I didn't expect it to like it as much as I did. Um, yeah. I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it, but it's one of those books that has sort of stuck with me that I know I would want to reread again because it's n just not what I expected. Um, a lot of it is actually told from the point of view of Frankenstein's monster, which is both mm -hmm. like a really tragic perspective to read from, but also it's like you're basically reading from the point of view of someone discovering everything about the world and humanity for the first time. And it's so interesting. Um, I really enjoyed reading that one. Um, I also read all the light we cannot see recently. That was another really amazing book. Again, heart wrenching. I was emotionally wrecked, but I loved every second of it. It was so good. Is that historical fiction? It is historical fiction. It takes place in World War II and it follows two kids um, 
from the time that they're younger until they're like young adults um, and they're both on different sides of World War II. So one kid ends up becoming a Nazi um, and the other one is a blind French girl whose family is fighting for the resistance. Um, and it is so heartbreaking, but it's really, really good. And again, I, I think this is sort of a theme with like people discovering things about the world for the first time and the different ways in which they interpret it because Perks of Being a Wallflower um, is, you know, him discovering friendship and stuff for the first time and really experiencing life and a lot of other things, too. And then a lot of um, All the Light We Cannot See, half of it is told from the perspective of someone who's blind. So, like, hearing her and, like, the way that she experiences the world in a different way and, like, how she discovers things and interprets things is so interesting to me. Um, and really well done. Um, so yeah, those are my favorite perks being a wallflower, but those are some of the ones that I've read <laughs> recently that I love. Yeah. So the something I'm getting at is we're definitely attracted to a lot of the different genres. Like we yeah. both have a similar kind of upbringing on fantasy and dystopian, mm -hmm. which is, which is pretty typical. I feel like that's how young readers get into books, but then you kind of develop, like you go down contemporary avenues you go to like some more realistic fiction historical fiction um i've been actually getting into non-fiction like i was recently. about to ask i was gonna say neither of us mentioned non-fiction i was wondering yeah. if there were any non-fiction books that you read that you really really like literally super super recently i read um shrill by lindy west which is a feminist book of like personal stories about her life as a female comedian that was really good. That was more like a memoir um, that I got recommended. Mm -hmm. I also read John Green's The Anthropocene Reviewed, which is a nonfiction about essays of him reviewing like things in his life. So cool. like he will review like geese or he'll review Diet Dr. Pepper. And he writes really meaningful and like emotional essays about them. And he like talks about the background of this product, like whatever he's talking about. He'll talk about like the history and his history with it. It's, mm -hmm. it's super good. It's super interesting. And I also recently started reading Crying in H Mart, which is a memoir. Yes. It won a lot of awards in 2021. And I understand why it is beautiful. Um, it's about a Korean American woman who's basically telling the story of losing her mother. Mm -hmm. And it it's devastating, but like, so beautifully written and emotional. So I would recommend any of those. And also if anyone wants to recommend any nonfiction, I'm really liking getting into it. Yeah. If anyone wants, wants to recommend any books at all, obviously we started yeah. this podcast for a reason. So please tell us what books to read. Yeah. But I'm definitely getting the feeling that like we're open to any genre. There's not, I guess like thriller and horror is the only one I haven't ever like, t like touched, but like I'm open to it. There's definitely thrillers. I've been like, that is very interesting. I'd like to know more. Um, is there any genres like that for you that you like haven't really gone near yet? Um, I, I mean, like sort of, I guess, mysteries and like crime type dramas yeah. I haven't really gotten into. I have, um, it's not what I go for most often, but I have gone into like the horror and thriller genre and I do really like it. Um, I've read a couple Stephen King books. I, um, Stephen Jabosky actually didn't release any books after the perks of being a wallflower until I think it was two years ago. Um, and he released, a like a horror thriller book called, uh, imaginary, imaginary friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. I read that. Um, 
I heard mixed reviews on it. I personally really liked it. Um, but I'm a little biased because I already love Stephen Chbosky. Um, but yeah, nonfiction. I also enjoy reading um, memoirs. Uh, I guess typically I read those less than the typical fiction that I would normally read. Um, but I'm I'm pretty open to reading anything and kind of expanding uh, my genres. Oh, you know what I haven't read in a while? I haven't read any what? science fiction books in like a, a long time. I don't think I have either. And it's not purposefully. It's just like typically when I'm reading like the summary of a book or something like that, or the people that I talk to that are recommending books also typically don't read science fiction. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think I've read science fiction in a minute. I used to, there were quite a few science fiction that typically leaned more toward dystopian, but they were still in the science fiction genre, um, that I read a lot in a middle school, but I haven't picked up a proper science fiction in a while. Space kind of freaks me out. So (laughs) me too. (laughs) That's my favorite setting, but I'll definitely, I'll, I'll give it a shot if it sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if anyone ever wants to give us any recommendations or ideas for future episodes, just Hit let us, us know. DMs us are know. open. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is pretty much it for our first episode. Um so glad you all could get to know us a little bit. Um, thank you all so much for listening. So our next episode is going to be out on Friday, February 25th. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast here on Spotify so you can be notified when the episode premieres. Yeah. And in the meantime, you can also check us out on our social media pages. That's where we'll be announcing our guests and the books that they've chosen each month. So if you want to, you have the opportunity to read along with us each month. Uh, If you don't want or plan to read along with us, don't worry. The first half of each episode is going to be completely spoiler-free so that everybody can enjoy. Also, by following our social media pages, you can stay updated on when we post, get sneak peeks of our episodes, and receive some more bonus content from us. So you can find us at Aaron Squared Pod on Facebook and Instagram. That is E-R-I-N-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D-P-O-D on Facebook and Instagram. And with that, we will see you all in February. So be there or or be, be and squared. squared. <laughs> <laughs>